0: Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it!
1: y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so happy to have you listening today. Hey, if you're new, welcome. Thanks for checking this out. If you are someone that's been around with us from the very beginning, I'm glad you're here too. Thanks for being a faithful subscriber and listener, and especially to my mom and dad because they listen to every episode. So, shout out to mom and dad. They're my they're my biggest fans, honestly. Well, be sure to stick around to the end of every episode. That's where we have our kids only segment, where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I am so excited to introduce our guest for today's show. Her name is Leanna Crawford. Leanna has a passion for music that has seemingly been a part of who she is her whole life. Leanna sings more than she talks is something that Leanna's mom and dad would say as she was growing up in Northwestern Washington. Leanna points to a mission trip to Haiti in 2012, where she felt God was calling her into music ministry, specifically reaching and speaking into the lives of young women. Since this trip, Leanna has been striving to do just that. Over the last few years, Leanna has had some amazing opportunities to open for artists such as Jars of Clay, Audio Adrenaline, and singing the national anthem for a sold-out crowd at a Pentatonix concert. After graduating from Northwest University, Leanna moved to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue her calling full-time. She continues to develop her songwriting and performance skills, working with artists such as Matthew West, Michael W. Smith, Jeremy Camp, and Jordan Felice. Leanna is so grateful for where God has brought her and is looking forward to the journey ahead, singing, performing, and writing songs to bring glory to God. I am so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with singer-songwriter Leanna Crawford. Leanna Crawford, thank you so much for being on the Collide Kids podcast today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah, this is so cool. I love your music. And could you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Well, hi everybody. My name's Leanna. Um, I'm stoked to be here. This is so fun. Um, I am a singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee, Music City. Um, I'm originally from the Northwest and moved here three and a half years ago to pursue that and to kind of be, uh, it's it's a great city to live in, especially when you're creative. There's so many creative people, which is like a little intimidating, but also <laughs> awesome. Um, and so I've, I've I feel like I've been able to learn so much from different people. I'm in Christian music and I love it. I grew up listening to Christian radio. Um and I'm just like wouldn't want to write songs about anything else. Um, but I write songs about my story and about what God's done in my life. Um sometimes that's inspired by other people, but also uh inspired just by what he's done in me. So I've been singing forever. Um, literally since probably before I could talk. And I was actually <laughs> super annoying when I was a kid. Like I was always singing constantly, like just all the time. Um, but now it's like, it, you know, it's a good thing, but I was always making up songs and all things and I love performing. Um, and then, uh, a, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to, to to move here. And so here I am. <laughs> that's
1: amazing. Well, I, okay, I can't wait to talk about your music and uh, being a songwriter. I think that's really cool. Um, but since this is a podcast for kids, we always like to start out with a joke. So do you have a fun joke you want to share with us?
0: I do. Okay. Here it is. Here it uh, is. Be prepared. Okay. So <laughs> why was Jonah, okay, in the Bible, we all know who Jonah is. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Why was, a uh, why didn't Jonah like the ocean?
1: I don't know. Why didn't Jonah like the ocean?
0: Because he knew there was something fishy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's my joke. That's what I have. That I, love, hey, I, I love, hey, I love corny Bible jokes. You. I feel like we got a <laughs> full laugh. It was a really, it was like a pity. You're like, okay, God. that's came up with. I'm really excited <laughs> about my joke. I don't know though. Maybe someone else will think it's funny. You know, I
1: love it. No, I I think corny jokes are the best. And if you have a Bible themed corny joke, what could be better than that?
0: I mean, I mean, really, that's, <laughs> that's it. Kind of right. felt like a like sort of like dad joke slash like I don't know. Was, I love
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about your music. Um, so you moved from the northwest. You said, where did you move from?
0: So it's a small town and like everyone knows the city of Seattle. Um, so I would say it's like an hour north of Seattle, but then they're like, oh, that's like Canada, but it's like an hour <laughs> south of the Canadian border. It's like right in between and it's a, a a rural, like farm town, small town and a really sweet place to grow up. Um, a lot of my family still lives out there. Mm-hmm. Um And I, yeah, I just like loved my childhood there. Small, it's called Stanwood, Camino Island, really sweet place to grow up. So that's where I am from. Um, And then three and a half years ago, I moved here with my sister, who's also my best friend. We're like 16 months apart and and we moved here together and we both work in the music industry. So she works in like business side and we work together a ton. She comes on the road with me and does uh, concerts with me. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's been super sweet.
1: That's very cool. So what was it that inspired you to move to Nashville?
0: So I actually, which is like a crazy part of my story that I'm like, it's, it's just all like, uh, God's timing, which is just like super sweet. But I had, um, I had wanted to move to Nashville when I graduated high school because I knew I wanted to do music. And I was like, that's just like what you do, right? You like move to Nashville, but, (laughs) um, but I ended up, taking a gap year after high school and I did shows and I did a bunch of other things like during that year. And then I went to school. Um, I went to a school in the Northwest. So I was only an hour away from home, which my parents loved. And I love it too. (laughs) And, uh, I got a music business degree, uh, which was super great. And I loved all the classes. It was a small Christian college called Northwest university. I loved it. Um, but then before my junior year of school, Um, my mom and I took like a little girls trip weekend. My parents are the sweetest and my mom and I took girls trip weekend down to Aspen, Colorado, which is gorgeous. And we went to a songwriting conference and didn't really know anything about the conference, except that like people from Nashville were coming different people from like, you know, all over like songwriters, people in the industry were coming to like teach, like put on this conference. And I was super stoked. Like I was like ready, you know, it was just super fun. There was maybe a hundred people. So it wasn't very big. And uh, the first night of this conference, um, they did an open mic, uh, but it was like kind of awkward because there, we had all just met and no one really knew like what, like the, it really hadn't even started yet. Like it was starting the next day, but it was like the mm-hmm. welcome event. Right. So the guy in charge had a, a randomizer on his phone of everybody's names And he called the first person and literally like crickets. Like no one would go up and sing because we all just met. And then he literally called three more people. I'm pretty sure it was like four people and no one would go sing. (gasps) Really? Yeah. It was so awkward. And we're all sitting there like, okay. And then he called my name. And I was like, for sure. I don't care. I got nothing to lose. So I, I like borrowed someone's ukulele, but I like was like a songwriting conference. You bring a guitar. Right. But I like didn't really play it very well, but I had just met a girl that had a ukulele she had sat next to my mom and I, and I was like, Hey, can I borrow that? So I went up and on stage and I sang a song that I had written about my parents. And, uh, and then I just hopped off stage. And when I got off stage, um, I was like shaking. Cause I was like, that was so cool. And then I was also like, okay, I just did that. Um, <laughs> so, like I was going to the bathroom. So I was like, that just feels like, you know what you gotta do. And, um, artist songwriter, Matthew West, Um, who's very well known in the Christian industry, such an Mm -hmm. incredible songwriter, like stopped me before I I got there. I was like, um, and he was like, Hey, that was awesome. Like, do you have any more songs? Um, started asking me these questions. Like, are you in school? And I was like, why is Matthew S talking to me? I was like, this is so cool. But like, I was like, why? Like, and, um, super, super nice. And he found my mom and started asking questions, come to find out. So he was speaking at that conference that weekend. Wasn't even supposed to be there that night but he just happened to, to be there to like hang wow. out. And started. Uh, he had just spoken at one of his mentors, memorial services. And at that service, he felt called um, to do what um, she had done, really helped him start his career to do what she had done. Um, he wanted to start doing that for, for other people. Wow. And so I didn't really understand that at the time, but then my mom and I were like, just like, what, what is going on? So it was so cool, but I ended up um, sending him a bunch of my songs, and then a few months later, he invited me out to Nashville, uh, and I wrote with him, um, and then my now producer, who I write with, with him a lot to, um, that whole week, and then my whole junior year of school, I ended up making trips back and forth, and then we put out an EP, um, which is like a six, it was just like a smaller, it's not a full album, so it was like mm-hmm. six months. And um no one knows what EP stands for. It's like extended play. I don't know what that means. But anyways, <laughs> we put out an EP and I got to go on tour with him. So my mm-hmm. I had done shows before that. I had played at birthday parties, weddings, and more like everything. And I've done like some shows, you know, all over the Northwest, but not not anything like this ever, obviously. Right. And so <laughs> he invites me on tour with him and Jordan Feliz. And so my first tour. Uh, it was so, so cool. So, um, got to go on tour and put out my first EP. And then after that tour, I moved to Nashville, um, full time. So I've been okay. here few, years. So that was, there it is.
1: That's amazing. What a great story. So one of the first songs that I heard by you was called Mean Girls. Can you talk a little bit about that song? Cause I feel like that's such a good song for right now, uh, especially for not just girls, but lots of people. So will you talk about that song a little bit?
0: Yeah, thank you. Um uh that song is one that definitely um when I when I wrote it, it felt like like I I journal a lot. Um and when I when I first like started writing it and kind of come up with this idea about like the power of words and how they'd like made such an impact on my life for like good or bad. Yeah. Um it was like this moment of like, okay, this is really what I need. I need to hear and like I need this prayer more than anything. Um, and so it's really like a lot of my story, but it's also like a lot of people's stories. Like we've all been affected by words. And I remember like the first time that that like words really impacted me was when I was eight years old. And it's so funny to tell the story, but like I was eight years old and I was like hanging out with one of my friends, and she she probably didn't mean to. We're eight, you know. Mm-hmm. She made a comment about my weight, and I had never like thought about. I just like hadn't really thought about it, you know? And then I just remember like crying to my mom. And then like, even though maybe she she didn't mean it or maybe she did, like I have remembered that and it like stuck with me. And then I couldn't, you know, you can't not look at yourself Hmm. different when you look in the mirror or whatever as I as I like got older I was like oh it's gonna go away when I turn like 18 it's gonna go away when I'm in my 20s which is where I am now and I'm like ah, yeah I'm gonna be so confident everything's gonna be great um (laughs) but that's not like what happens um and so that's part of like the lyric of like it's not supposed to be depressing it's just like the older that I get it just gets worse it's not supposed to be a you know a, a depressing thing it's just supposed to be like an honest thing of like just because you get older it doesn't mean it gets better and I think that's like the realization I've come to as well as like just because I'm you know older than a 12 year old girl doesn't mean I have it figured out because I've heard from like 60 year old um people that have said like I really struggled and I still struggle with words mm-hmm. and like the the you know there's there's bullies now that that right. talks me or and I think also the the biggest thing that I realized and as I like And like when I wrote the song and as I've been sharing it, it's like probably the meanest person that's like followed me throughout my life has been myself. Mm. And like, to me, like, I just, I say things to myself that I would never tell anybody else. And I'm, and, and I think we do that without even thinking, but this like realization of like, God doesn't want us to talk about ourselves that way. Like he, he sees us as like this beautiful creation and we have to give like grace to ourselves that we want to, you know give to someone else. We're so quick to like, you know, give grace to someone else, but not necessarily ourselves. So all that says like where that, where that song came from.
1: I love that. Um, I got some advice a long time ago and it was that no one thinks about us as much as we think about us. So if we think like we, you know, we change like your song talks about, I've changed my clothes a thousand times. Like, And no one even notices that we've changed our, you know what I mean? Or that we have that shirt on. They don't, they're consumed with themselves (laughs) just like we are. And so kind of realizing that and learning that and remembering that I think is helpful sometimes.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. No, that's what my mom like like, has reminded me too. Cause like something I do that I'm like, I like will read minds all the time and be like, Oh, they're probably thinking this about me or or whatever. And Mm -hmm. And, and my mom or whoever has been like, no, like no one has time. They're thinking about themselves. Like, and it's so true. Like we're all so concerned about, oh, what do they think of me? And like all this. And it's like, no, like no one has time for that.
1: Right. And I think there are some people (laughs) and I'm, I'm one of these people. I just say what I think sometimes. And I don't always think about how that might hurt someone or that might affect someone. So it's a good reminder too, if you're the type of person that's just really outspoken and you just talk all the time, you need to keep in mind that sometimes what you say might be more impactful than what you mean it to be. So just being careful with your words is important.
0: For sure. It's, I mean, it's a good reminder for all of us. We've all said things. We're like, mm-hmm. I really wish I could take that back. It's not like I'm just the only, the, you know, we've all, we've all said things or, been told things. I think it's like both sides of that too.
1: Right. What do you think you've learned through, um, like through writing that song and like hearing other people's stories? What have you learned from that?
0: Um, I think part of it, I was like, man, I wish I would have written this sooner. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like part of, it cause I, I, I got to hear stories and, and still like get to hear stories of, of, of little six year old girls or boys. And, and then I get to hear from 60 year olds. And, and to hear that, like, we all are kind of in the same boat, but yet, uh, maybe we don't always like admit that. And, and also that, like, I don't know, it's cool that like God can use a part of my story mm-hmm. and use that to help somebody else. And I think sometimes, like, I thought maybe my story, like, isn't maybe very helpful or very like valid. Cause I've had this experience. Like when we share our stories that can help somebody else and just like, because someone's had a similar experience or maybe they haven't, but they can relate. And like God uses like, just like he uses our, our testimonies, whatever they are to help somebody else. And I think that's like, what's, what's so cool about, about him. Cause it really has nothing to do with me. Um, it's just like being willing to share a little bit.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to be a songwriter to share something, you know, like you have the benefit of being able to write it into a song, but some people might be good at writing it or painting it or just talking about it with a close friend. And that's God can use any of those things. So that's really awesome. Um, So you talked about writing some new songs. Do you have some um, new songs you're excited about or what's coming up for you?
0: I do. I'm so excited. I have a song called What You Can't Forget. And uh it's it's just out. I'm I'm so excited. It's about um forgiveness. Um I'm actually on the road with um, speaker and author. Um, amazing. Her name's Lisa Turkhurst. If you've never heard of her, she's awesome. Um, and she had just recently written a book called forgiving what you can't forget. And she shares a ton about her story, but also the power of forgiveness and the freedom mm-hmm. um, that we have in it. And so I wrote this song, um, about her story, but also about the power of forgiveness. And it's definitely not easy to forgive. And it's not like this, Oh, we can just snap a finger and we forgive him, but we really need like God to help us forgive. Um, but it's also, there's, there's a process and sometimes like you can't forget the things that have happened, but God still commands us to forgive because he doesn't want us to live in like the anger and bitterness. So I'm very excited, uh, to have that song out. And I'm, I'm praying and and hoping that it just like kind of, it, it just helps heal people and maybe in, in their story. Yeah. And
1: recognizing that, like you said, forgiveness, isn't something that happens quickly. Most of the time, it's something that we have to work at sometimes daily. We have moment by moment, we have to forgive and let go. So that's good. That's really awesome. What are some, uh, what are some things you love about being a singer songwriter?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I, I really love a lot of it. I love it. Um, I love that I get to write my story. I love being in Nashville and getting to write with other songwriters and the the creative process is really cool. Um, my favorite part is honestly live shows right now. And I think especially cause I missed it so much. And so yeah. right now I'm just like trying to soak it all in. And like, that is it definitely like number one. I'm like, I love this. Um, I just like love getting to share my story through song. I, I really, it doesn't really feel like work to me mm. and it's super Special that I get to do it, not that it's like been easy necessarily at all but i've I've also been super thankful for for the support of people that i've had here and the people I get to work with and also back home i don't know there's a lot of things that I love about it right now, probably my favorite thing. it changes, but right now it's different live shows
1: <laughs> nice what well that tees up the next question? What is it about being a singer or songwriter that you don't like?
0: <sighs> oh there it's hard to okay I think I think part of it I love, especially over this last year, I spent a ton of time like on social media and like I got on TikTok and like post all the TikToks and like all the things and super fun. But I think this balance of and not not everybody maybe has a perspective, but like you kind of have to have social media as an artist it's mm-hmm. not like the number one thing, but it's very important. And, and it's a great way to connect. And so when I couldn't do live shows, this is how I was connecting with people. And so I love that. But at the same time, it's also like my worst enemy. <laughs> so it's like awesome, but it's like also, and that's kind of, I, I hear this story a lot too, of just like limiting time on, on it. And I, I love it, but it's also just like such a trap for like comparison mm-hmm. and to look at other artists and to see what they're doing and. And so I'm always trying to like stay in my lane while also being like encouraging to everyone else and wanting to be, you know, like a encouraging, but there's also moments where I have to just like not be on it and, and and just not worry about it. But I think that's probably the thing that's definitely been like one of the hardest things is just like like mentally, just like the comparison thing. And I think that that's definitely the worst part. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's tough for anybody because it's easy to get sucked into that, especially on social media. And I think that's why your song... Um, has done so well. Cause I think a lot of people are dealing with comparing themselves and thinking that other people are judging them. And then there are some people on social media that say really mean things. And <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why, why would you come? You don't know that person. Why would you tell them, yeah. you know, something rude? Have you ever had that happen to you?
0: Yes and no. I feel like I have some really sweet people that follow me, but there's, I mean, like there's definitely people that have, that have like commented and sometimes I'll respond, but like usually I just ignore them or, you know, it's, it is funny though. And like, you see people, especially that have like, you know, bigger followings and they like read those comments, you know, like there's a balance, but like for some reason, I think when someone's like on a stage, we think that maybe they're not like, they don't have like real feelings, right? (laughs) but like they do, they do for sure. But for the most part, I mean, it's happened, but, but I have pretty nice people.
1: That's good. I also think about like their family members or their mom or dad is reading something that you're writing about them. Like, think about that. Like, their grandma is going to read that. My
0: dad does not even have Instagram, but he like goes on my mom's and like reads like everything. And he's always like knows what, like, he's like, and so on my both my parents do. But yeah, they are, they are like, they read everything.
1: Yeah. So keep that in mind if you say something rude or not very encouraging, their mom or dad might, might get you as well. (laughs) What do you think it is about words that is so hard for us like to understand or uh, like we take it to heart when maybe we shouldn't? Why, Why do you think that is?
0: Well, I think, I mean, I think the Bible talks a lot about it, but it says like death and life are in the power of the tongue. And like, I think that's what sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me, which is like, we all know that's like not true. Right. Words are so powerful and i you know, I don't know all like the science behind it or anything like that, but, but words have way, like just a huge, huge impact. And like scripture talks about it, but we like know that it's true because we've all been like affected by words and maybe either from a bully or someone that didn't mean to say something, or maybe we've been, you know, the mean person, but so cool because while at the same time, like words can be so painful and, and cruel, they can also like change somebody's life Mm -hmm. in a positive way. And that's, what's so cool as well Is like, we have the power really destroy (laughs) someone's confidence and you know, but we also have the power to like build someone up and I want, I want to be someone that, that builds people up and sometimes that means not saying anything at all. Sometimes I say things that I wish I didn't, you know, we've all said stupid things. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was me. I always raise my hand. Um, but, I'll raise mine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, no, but like wanting, I, I want to be someone, not that I'm always like this. I want to be someone that uses my words um, in a positive way. Right. I like that. Um,
1: what would you say to someone who has been affected by someone's mean words like if maybe there's a kid or a middle schooler who's listening and they someone has said something mean to them or been rude to them how how would you encourage that person right now
0: yeah i would say well first of all i'm very sorry and people will say like mean things and hurtful things and it is so hard but it's like if you which, which I've done and I'm, I'm totally guilty of, but like, if you are always looking for approval in other people's words, good or bad, um, they're going to fall short every single time. Even if, even if someone's like so encouraging at one point, they're going to disappoint you and let you down. You need to just write the words of Jesus on your heart and, and write that truth on your heart, write it on the mirror. And like, just like super practical, like put a sticky note, like in, you know, by your bed, like, do something like write scripture on your heart. I would say like Joshua one nine, great verse. Um, Psalm twenty three, Psalm forty six ten is one of my favorites. Like um, it's knowing like where your worth comes from, and you are worth so much more than anyone is going to tell you. Um, and and that truth um, is found in in the Bible. And so I would just say like write it on your mirror write it on, on your heart, like write it in your phone, wherever. So you can be reminded every single morning when you wake up, like I am a child, God, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, although it still Mm -hmm. hurts. Um, like just, just, and, and also, um, surround yourself with encouraging people too. Yeah. Get get somebody in your life that that can encourage you, um, whether that's you know a, a pastor or a youth leader or um, a, a counselor or whoever. Just like it's don't be afraid to ask for encouragement. I think that's yeah. what sometimes we're afraid to ask for encouragement. Um, but if you ask a friend, a trusted friend, and just say, Hey, I'm kind of feeling insecure. Like this this person said this to me. Um, Tell like I need I need some encouragement and have them just speak truth over you because sometimes you just need yeah. to hear it from somebody.
1: Right. That's such good advice. I, When I was growing up, my mom would tell us every night before we went to bed that we were special and important. And so mm-hmm. I grew to believe that, you know, because my mom encouraged me and my mom thought I was special and important. So if this person didn't, it's okay. My mom still thinks I So it's really important for us to put weight into the people in our lives that matter, put weight into what they say versus some random stranger that we've never met. um, And just to focus and believe in what those people are saying to us is important. 100% 100%
0: 100% 100% I love that that's so sweet and it's funny too it feels like the words that are that are hurtful and painful like you know someone says something nice to us can say something nice to us 10 times and someone says one mean comment to us and we remember the mean comment before yeah the, the, the kind things and so it's just like trying to shift your focus and give weight to those things like you said like that you're special and unique and important and like and you grew to believe that like I love that
1: yeah so, thanks, mom, for being my encouragement.
0: <laughs> I love that. I like Um, Leanna, thank you
1: so much for doing the show today. I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So, before we close out, you want to share a memory?
0: Uh, yes, I would love to. Um, when I was little, pretty much probably up until I was like 10, I really wanted to work with animals. Like that was my dream. Um, We had, I got to grow up with horses and dogs and we had chickens at one point. Wow. So all the things, but I wanted to be a zookeeper. I wanted to have my own zoo. I didn't even know what that (laughs) looked like, but I was like, we're going to have a zoo and it's not going to have snakes or anything like that because I don't like snakes, but it's going to have all the fluffy animals and it's going to be so cute. And that was, we're going to, I had like, you know, books on how to be a zookeeper and all this stuff. <laughs> and then we went to a zoo. It was uh, very cool. My aunt, my aunt's friend, like got us. We got to do this, like you know, behind the scenes tour. Okay. Oh, okay. And we are. I think I was like five at this point. Oh, maybe I was six. This, this is like the end of my zookeeper. So I guess it didn't last that long. But we were uh, feeding the tigers okay we were seeing and i didn't i just didn't realize okay <laughs> this is maybe too graphic i don't know they pull out this perfect white bunny from the freezer like a like that was what they're feeding the tiger and six year old Leanna was like, no, I can't do it. Like I care too much about the little bunny. I love the tiger, but I just can't. And so that was kind of the end for me um, as far as that goes, but no more. I was like, they feed the little perfect little white snow bunnies. I don't know what it was, but it was so beautiful and no more, no more zookeeper for Leanna. So that was my funny story.
1: I <laughs> love that. So do you still have an affinity towards animals and do you like, do you still dream about being a zookeeper someday?
0: <laughs> um, no, I actually don't. It's so funny. I, I love animals. I like still love animals. And we actually have, we still have horses. Um, we have a horse here in Nashville that my sister and I like share. Her name's Ella. She's amazing. Aww. So we do like, so we have horses. My, my parents have horses back home. Like my horse I grew up on is back home. We still have dogs. My nieces, um, they're four and two. They just got chickens, which is hilarious because my sister was, like, very much the opposite, although she (laughs) loved animals. She was, like, never going to have chickens. Now she's, like, a farm gal. So they have chickens, (laughs) but – I still, I love animals, um, but not, I, I don't know that I'm quite like the zookeeper vibe, but I also, <laughs> I don't know, like if I had the space and people like brought me like a stray kitten or like a dog, you know, like I feel like I couldn't refuse it. Like that's the way my parents are. Like if they, if yeah. you like really bring them like a little, like they can't say no, which is hilarious to me, but I would, I just, you know, a little soft spot for the poor little animals, but right now, no, no. Okay.
1: No. Absolutely. Not. You know, this is going out into the podcast universe. So if anyone hears this I and mean, we have a stray kitten or dog,
0: oh my, <laughs> my, so my other sister who I live with here, she would not be very thrilled with that. Although we do <laughs> once we're like, we want a kitten or we want a puppy. Like we can't We can't do that right now. We're also gone too much. And unless I get to the road with me, but I don't know if that would be. Anyways, anyways. Something to
1: think about. There you go.
0: (laughs) I was six. I was six. I
1: I love it. That's good. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show today. And I just want to thank you for your music and how you're using that to encourage other people towards looking to God. And I think that's an important thing for anyone. So thank you so much for sharing and, and telling your story today.
0: Thank you so, so much for having me. This is a blast. I love that. Love that you're doing this and yeah, love it. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Go check out her music for sure. Thank you. Wasn't she so nice? I loved getting to meet her. It's so important that we keep in mind what she talked about today, that words are so powerful and remembering that our words can give life and our words can bring people down. So I love when she was sharing about how she wants to be that person that builds people up and uses her words in a positive way. She also encouraged us to write scripture on our hearts. That means keeping those verses in front of us that speak truth over our lives about who we really are and who God has made us to be. She suggested her favorite verses, which I love these, Joshua 1, 9, Psalm chapter 23, and Psalm 46, verse 10. So go look those up right now. Go check those verses out. I know they will speak to your heart because they're true. They're from God's word. Well, if you want to listen to Leanna's music, you can find her on Apple, Spotify, all the streaming platforms where you get music, and pop over to her website, leannacrawford.com to find out more about her music, tour dates, and her social media. Well, now it's time for the kids-only segment. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. This is where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my friend from the Dominican Republic, Michael.
0: Hi, my name's Michael. Uh, uh, um, What did one eye say to the eye? Don't look now. But something between us smells. Get it? Because your nose smells. Waka waka.
1: I love that joke, Michael. Thank you. You must be a Fonzie the Bear fan because that's what he would always say, right? Waka (laughs) waka. Well, hey, I'd love to hear your favorite joke, or maybe you have an encouraging quote you'd like to share from a book or a movie, or you want to share a Bible verse that you love. You can find all the information about how to send that to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at The Collide Kids Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at CollideKidsPod. And come check out my website. It's TheCollideKidsPodcast.com. And hey, don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast so that way new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and leave us a rating and a review. It means so much and it really does help other people find out about the show so they can listen too. Well, it's been a blast hanging out with you today. I hope that you have lots of opportunities to use your words to build people up around you. And don't forget to say kind things to yourself, too. Remember, you are important and God created you special. Hey, in case no one has told you today, I'd love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening.